You're listening to a special podcast produced by UMFM 101.5 in partnership with the Winnipeg Folk Festival. Running Thursday, July 6th through Sunday, July 9th at picturesque Birds Hill Park, Winnipeg Folk Festival is a celebration of people and music that has been one of North America's premier outdoor musical festivals for over 40 years. I'm John Prentice, host of Planet Mainstage on UMFM, and this episode will feature a conversation with Winnipeg Folk Festival Artistic Director Chris Freyer. To view the entire lineup for this year's festival, check out the Performers tab at winnipegfolkfestival.ca. Hi Chris, for those who are still not sure if they're coming to this year's festival, or still have never even been before, what would you pitch them about this year's festival? <laughs> Um, well, th- I mean, this year will be, I mean, this is our second year, uh, post COVID landscape. We have, um, we had a, a record year last year. Um, we're looking to build on the success for this year. Of course, this year, we're just a year farther down the line in a post pandemic uh, world again, where we, we all feel a little bit more relaxed and things are a little bit easier uh, for the festival to uh, to make you know to produce and everything, um, yeah, we're gonna have um, we have again like seventy plus artists uh, from all over the world. You know, everywhere from South Korea, Mongolia, France, of course, artists from all over the United States and Canada as usual. Um, we have a breadth of genres under the folk tent, as I like to say, uh-huh. and. Um, uh, you know, this year we we happened to coordinate a lineup that included uh, a bunch of our other sister festivals in Eastern Canada and some of our uh, festivals in uh, the, in the United States. And we helped line up some of the bigger bands that are playing this year, like the Fleet Foxes, Advanced Joy, War on Drugs, Orville Peck, uh, Rufus Wainwright, Charlie Crockett. So I think if those, you know, if none of those names are familiar to you, I think that yeah. if you're just curious about music, I think yep. people should just come and see. Because the festival itself, as you know, is a beautiful, like the site and just how it's put together um, by our production team. And it's just such a wonderful place to be. And and even if you just come out and, and people watch and have a beer and go to the Handmade Village and, and also... Uh, you know, support our food vendors and walk around and just catch some sounds and get, you know, just get initiated for, for the first time. I think you're in for, for a real treat and you're going to probably be like, most people go, I can't believe this has been happening in my backyard all these years and I haven't been yet. And most first timers are pretty, are pretty um, a little upset at themselves. They've been missing out on the party for the last 48 years. So, so yeah, we, we want people to not have too many regrets. You yep. know, so come on out and have, uh, you know, and, and check the li- check the folk fest off your list of things to do in the province of Manitoba. Yeah, well, you're you're uh, you know we don't you mentioned a lot of them is uh, there, but the the, <clears throat> the word headliners we don't like to use, but the big name, no established <laughs> artists we say the established artists. So the ones that again yeah. to make sure people heard you. I know one you you left out. I know it can be not easy to remember everything. That is Emmy Lou Harris, of course. <laughs> Oh yes, of course, Emmylou. Yeah, Emmylou Harris is playing the same on Friday night with uh, with Rufus Wainwright, and of course they're they're friends. So that's a special night if you want to see some see a, a little bit of collaboration. They'll be doing some stuff together that night. 
So that's a wonderful night to come out um, mm-hmm. to the festival. But yeah, Emilio hasn't played the festival since 2012. Emmy Lou Harris with Save the Last Dance for Me. So I think that uh, you sort of alluded to this already, but I think appropriate name for me for the festival lately has is more like the Winnipeg Folk Discovery Festival, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because it's, it's, it's like if you're a music lover and you program the festival, you just have this opportunity where it's like, you know, you may I may see something on one of my on one of my trips, I might see like an, an emerging band on one of my trips and I get excited about it. I'm like, well, I think the audience would enjoy this. I think the same sense of like discovery that I had growing up going to the festival is still alive and well at the festival. Like, I, I know it sounds kind of corporate, but I would say like, like our brand is so strong in terms of the discovery component that I think that it's like people just kind of throw caution to the wind and come. Yeah. And they just say, the Folk Fest never lets me down. I always find at least a handful of bands that I fall in love with that I've never heard of before. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of growing up at the festival is like understanding the importance of that, right? Anything else you want to say about this year's festival that's uh, new and different? I've got one thing up my sleeve I'm going to throw at you, but anything new or? Uh, Well, we'll have a a new main stage this year. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, we've been, uh, as we've grown over the last 10 years, you know, we've just, we've been, we've outgrown a lot of the artists that play that stage. And um, also because of inclement weather and change in the climate and everything, um, we wanted to have a stage that's got a way higher safety rating and uh, that can bear a, a bigger load that can take high capacity, sorry, like high velocity winds. And things like that. So we have a we have a stage line 575 this year, which won't mean a lot to people, but they can Google it. We're actually going to send out a newsletter that'll have some pictures. We what we did is we went back into the archives and we actually found like our first main stage all the way up until our most recent main stage. And this will be our sixth, I think, our sixth time we've changed main stage in the last 48 years. 
so change is change is part of of what we of what we do as an organization. It also means we can like host the bands that people love, and also we can also put the production production, so it'll sound better, it'll look better, um, and people will enjoy it enjoy it better as a result. And I guess it's maybe something to do with sight lines. I'll just mention because the crew I still hang I'm hanging on to that I've done for the last 20 years uh is uh the the uh, the iMag video screens and uh that that'll be um just just you mind mentioning that a little sort of different kind of view too I guess like we're using yeah well our screens and our PA system are going to be flown off the stage off the deck off the stage so we're not going to be building scaff towel towers for it it'll be kind of tightened up and the screens will be larger than what people are used to. And therefore they'll be able to get a better perspective on, on things, but they won't be off way off to the side. They'll actually be on the, just directly on the right and left of the stage of the center stage. So um, again, we'll put out some pictures this later this week and people will be able to see it, but I'm thinking the experience overall will look and sound much, much better than, than what we've had before. Um, and yeah, the sight lines will be better because we won't have the scap towers in the way. We won't have the concave nature of the saddle tent, which is what our our SA80 tent is, which is the Warner shelter tent that we use right now. So yeah, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be, we're definitely investing in it. They're not inexpensive, but we feel like we want to put on the best show possible for our artists and audience. And I think it'll, I think people will see the value in it when they come out to this, to the festival. Let's go through day by day and highlight some cool workshops uh, that are now available on the app or uh, on the website and uh, at winnipegfolkfestival.ca and the app is available, Winnipeg Folk Festival, right, on the, on your yeah. app store. And uh, Thursday, again, starting off with the festival favorite, William Prince, new album, yes. Stand in the Joy. Yes, Stand and- in the Joy. Um so we're really excited to have him do uh, this will be his first show since we did the sold out show back in November at the Burton Cummings theater. And, and um, you know, obviously he's going to be going on. He's on the bill with KT Tunstall and um, in the fleet foxes. Yeah. So I think it's a pretty great way to kick off. And we, as you know, historically, we always kick off the festival with a Manitoba artist. Yep. So, um, so who better than one of our most celebrated local singer songwriters and someone who's performed at the festival for and that we continue to have a relationship with there's a woman in bed with nothing on and she's laying next to me and when she wakes up i ought to be More like who she loved when we first met Heaven and earth, they'd wait for her Diamonds and pearls, no, they don't mean anything When she would place her hands on my skin Calm the fear I held within I'd be lost without her now She had me take a look around
I guess another thing people should remember is uh, Big Blue at Night actually happens on Thursday again for the sec only the second yep. year in a row. Yep. Uh, there's an awesome band on that stage called Tamacrest, mm -hmm. who are from Mall. They're a Turag blues band. They're awesome. I can't say enough good things about them. But they're also another great band is the Lowdown Brass Band from Chicago. And then Rich O'Coin, he's an indie artist from Halifax. He'll be headlining that night. So like Thursday night's going to be fantastic. So uh, Friday, uh, main stage? Yeah, Adia, Victoria. Okay, Adia, okay. Yeah, and Adia, Victoria, I've wanted for a long time to play the festival. Yeah. She's awesome. People have to check her out. You know, kind of blues and roots and indie kind of songwriter. She's great. Um, and Fruit Bats. Yep. That's a full band performance on main stage. And then Eric Johnson, the lead singer, is doing a Fruit Bats solo show on Saturday. Of course, Rufus Wainwright has a new record I'll call Folkocracy. So the timing couldn't be better to have him at the festival. In his band will be Lucy Wainwright Roche, uh, Petra Hayden, who's Charlie Hayden's daughter, will be uh, in the band as well. It'll be a five-piece band. And then, uh, of course, the uh, the one and only Emily Harris, uh, her first return in like 11 years. So with the Red Dirt Band. And uh, back to, uh, again, Second Night of Big Blue is uh, Witch Prophet. Yeah, Witch Prophet is uh, like kind of indie jazz hip hop artist from Toronto. Uh, that'll be uh, her, her first time at the festival. Um, Black Belt, Eagle Scout. It was supposed to play at the two, at the 2020 festival, so uh, they're back to play this year, so we're excited about that. And then um, Kosh and Moon from Paris are awesome. So that's kind of like Arabic space disco from Paris. And then Panda Bear and Sonic Boom. Uh, of course, Panda, Panda Bear is from the uh, electronic uh, collective, well, animal collective, and Sonic Boom is from a band called uh, Spaceman 3. So it's going to be kind of like pet sounds, like Beach Boys, trippy kind of uh, electronic set, which will be fun. And Emily Harris is going to end around 1130 or so. And these guys will be like overlapping, but playing later. So people can come down and see some of that, too. And then back to Saturday, Saturday already. Yeah. Sunday Warrior kicks off the night. She's fantastic. Uh, um, she's played the festival before, um, but I, I encourage everyone to check her out. Kind of like a almost like a folk punk, Tracy Chapman, and then um, then we have uh, kind of vintage um, Americana artist Sarah Farrell, kind of oh, bluegrass Americana, but very vintage sounding, like going way back to like the days of like Patsy Cline and stuff like that. She's playing um, that night. And then Charlie Crockett, the ancestor of Davy Crockett, uh -huh. and um, has a brilliant album called The Man from Waco that's out right now. And he's just been like blowing up. Um, and then, of course, uh, the one and only Orville Peck. Yeah. Closing the night. Yeah. And yeah. then over on Big Blue, there's, uh, uh, I know there's Dongyang Gazupa from, uh, the Republic of South Korea. Yeah. There is um, there's a Balaclava Blues, uh, you, uh, the Ukrainian group. And then um, DJ Shub and War Club are closing. And I'm missing one other band. Um, Pierre Quenders. Oh, of course. And Polaris Prize winner uh, and Congo Tronic specialist Pierre Quenders. 
And then uh, Sunday, we kind of bring it all back home. It's like uh, Faye Webster, an uh, awesome indie singer-songwriter from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, of course, uh, Philadelphia-based indie rock band. Uh, War on Drugs for Closing the Night. And Australian singer-songwriter and festival uh, favorite, um, Vance Joy, who was supposed to play the festival in 2020 and didn't. So we're happy to have him back after playing a sold-out show last February at the uh, at the concert hall. So we have time to kind of uh, sort of cruise around at least here for a while um, about the rest of the uh, festival. So the workshops, um, this is a few of them that I've marked down. Don't Trad On Me is one. And that that brings in uh, Winnipeg favorite, Bin Jan, right? Yes. The 40th yeah. anniversary. Yeah. And uh, who else is in that workshop? Jen, John DeCurum. Is Shane cooking that one? Uh no, it's uh the 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 two, two runner Cedric and oh yeah 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 so that's like a, that's like a Creole uh, Quebec quad trad uh, yeah. meets klezmer mania yeah so that's that's well, great so I mean, how can you go wrong with that recipe yeah right hey, in the red wood baby. Cedric Wilson and Dirk Powell jamming in the Redwoods from the workshop Don't Trad On Me, just one of many, many great sessions planned for the Winnipeg Folk Festival daytime stages this year. Okay, and then, of course, so this is, uh, I know that you found this was a great, a great catch. Campbell Brothers doing the gospel, and you call, it's their album title, I think, Can You Feel It, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, just after the, the, the fan fantastic record that was probably like almost from 2008 now or something but i just i couldn't get enough of that record it was produced by john medeski and it was just it's such a great gospel record that just i think it's the penultimate of the of the sake captures the sacred the, the essence of the sacred steel guitar uh driven gospel music
And then, of course, um, lots of um, Winnipeg acts again. And you have the classic uh, big blue stem where everybody gets together. And like on this particular one uh, workshop, it's got seven performers. <laughs> uh, Andrina Turan, Field Guide, Fire and Smoke, Fontaine, Leaf Rapids, Matt Foster, and William Prince all on one stage. <laughs> yeah, that's the Manitoba Music Workshop. But, this, but what I did is I called it Wheatfield Soul. After the Guess Who record, Wheatfield Soul. Yeah. And on the Wheatfield Soul record is the song Lightfoot. That's a song about Gordon Lightfoot. Good. Okay. Yeah. So I've asked them to, so it's a little bit of a Gordon Lightfoot tribute workshop as well. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We just like Gordon's passing. I was like, pretty much on my way to finishing programming when he passed away so i was trying to find some way to to honor him so yeah so i uh you know uh before we finish i just wanted to, i want i, I want to say something here about uh our dear lynn's cremita leaving the festival <laughs> executive director yes. this will be her last festival moving on to another adventure in her career and uh yes thank you to Lynn, we'll we'll certainly miss her. Um, what's it What's it been like working with her, Chris? Oh, it's been wonderful. I mean, it's been like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember the day she got the job. She came into my office and she gave me a hug and said she was like, "I can't believe how excited I am about this." And uh, I just I remember because I wasn't involved in the process at all, and I remember that I remember at the time our our board chair Jared Couture was like. I knew that he knew that he was he was going to get it right when he hired the new ED. And I think he was like, I don't even need to really talk to anyone about this. I know this is going to be a great fit for the organization. And Chris is going to love it and the staff are going to love it. So, yeah, you know, it'll be it'll, it'll be and it's worked out to be that way. And we've grown we've grown, uh, you know, remarkably in the last decade. We've become we just we just went through two years, two and a half years of a pandemic and came out on the other side. And uh you know, we we're not we're not unscathed from it, but we're but we're we're doing well, and and I think the festival's in really good hands uh, with some of the staff that have been there for a long time, and and Lynn's, to her credit, has set us up to be to be able to go for a little while and take our time and find someone to you know that's a good fit for us next. So yeah, yeah no, and and like I'd be mad at her. Well, I told her I'd be mad if she didn't apply for the job the job yeah. at mfm because yeah it's just like such a perfect fit it takes the music experience with their film experience and yeah. puts it right into one great job right so yeah, yeah we're happy for her. so um any other things that uh i mean there's so much like it's like another universe and i, I you know certainly so uh much happening that we haven't even gotten into like but you know the art 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 part of the festival you know like I don't know, you yes. just comment briefly on that. Like the, I know Arwen had that has always had that under, you know, as a sort of a, a, a act of the heart for her kind of thing in terms of how good that yeah. is and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, well, we've been working with Arwen on like our we have a campground tower that we're unveiling this year. Yeah, and some other fun stuff in the campground, and of course, Arwen does oversee the Prairie Outdoor Exhibition. Yeah. So there's always cool stuff to be on site. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, our best, the best place for us to host people is on site. That's where we have our best resources. And so we really want people to spend as much time over supporting the artists, supporting the food vendors, supporting the, the artisans at Handmade Village. Uh, we want people to come over and be part of our community. Um, that's why there's kind of been a bit of a refocus on trying to make, uh, you know, we want the campground to be fun and funky for people, but we want, we don't want to give people excuses to just sit in the campground when there's so much effort put into the site. And so, um, and this year's no exception with the new main stage and everything. So we want everyone to come on over and have a good time Yeah, and go back home when you're tired and, and look at the, look at the Northern lights and talk about how great the music was with your friends before you go to bed. And there you go. I do remember one year walking out to the parking lot and, and being hit by the Northern Lights. You know, just one of so many yeah. experiences at this uh, event. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the other part of it is just, you know, like it's just so, it's just like a magical thing, which is so, you come down from the parking lot winding into this magical place. You know, it's just another small thing, which is part of it, right? You know, so. Yeah, yeah. The, the the there's nothing like the festival path that, that opens up into yeah. um snowberry uh, in one direction you go to snowberry yeah and in the other direction you can go to shady grove there's there's yeah. nothing like it i mean it's just i've been to so many festivals and i my favorite one's still ours <laughs> <laughs> so uh tickets uh like- people should download down a few things buy yeah. your tickets soon they're selling fast winnipegfolkfestival.ca for ticket information for information on the entire festival winnipegfolkfestival.ca download the app it's free yeah download it from the android from the google store or download it from the apple store but download the app it'll be a wealth of knowledge yeah in addition to listening to um umfm and ckw community radio there's also of course playlists that we've curated on Spotify and on Apple music. So there's no excuse for anyone not to get familiar with between the college radio stations and the, and those streaming platforms. There's no excuse for people not to get familiar with the festival. Thanks, Chris. Okay. Thanks for doing this again. Thanks, John. Okay. Looking forward to seeing you out at the fest. Yeah. Yes. Thanks to Chris. So much music, so little time. As Chris said, get that app and listen to all the music at your leisure. Let's finish with Winnipeg's Leaf Rapids, another favorite Manitoba act in the Wheatfield Soul Workshop. So happy to see them back at the festival. This is Leaf Rapids, Gravity and a Ladder of Gold.
I'm John Prendis, host of Planet Mainstage on UMFM, and you've been listening to a special podcast featuring a conversation with Winnipeg Folk Festival Artistic Director Chris Frere. To hear more featured artists on Festival Express this year, visit umfm.com. And to find out all you need to know about this great event running July 6th through 9th, 2023 at Birds Hill Park, and to view the entire lineup and schedule and get tickets, check out winnipegfolkfestival.ca.